Hey y'all, you are now tuning in to the Praying Single Mom podcast where we love the Lord, we love to pray, and we even love a good slay child, okay? But we also love to get real, raw, uncut, and candid. No topic is off limits here as we are not after religion, but we're at the relationship with Christ. We are not after perfection, but we're at the connection. So we'll touch on all topics from why you need to get out of that relationship that is no longer serving you to rejection, abandonment, grief, neglect, you name it. From how to be a better parent to how to better that spending habit, honey, because we know how we can get okay. We let God use us like never before. I hope you know that you're safe here. You can cry here. You can laugh here. Whatever floats your boat and keeps you afloat, okay? I'm your host, Lakeisha Cody. Let's get into it. So there's something about 2024 that feels different. I can't quite put my finger on it. However, what I can say that as for me, I have not felt the urge to make so many different plans this year. Of course, I wrote out several different goals. I've been challenged by some of my friends to even write out a hundred things that I want to see God do this year because it's good to keep a record so you can check off what God has done and what he's going to do. However, I am open to allowing God to be God this year. And there's no better feeling to allowing God to be God this year. So instead of saying that this is my year, I would like to say that this is God's year. I'm open to going with the flow of God. So tonight's topic is the flow of God. All right. So I'm going to start with the NIV version. And thank you, Cherie. That's my sister, y'all. Um, but the NIV version says many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. The message version goes on to say, we humans keep brainstorming options and plans, but God's purpose prevails, right? So I've heard this scripture so many different times and in so many different ways, but each time it's proven itself to be true. How many of us can attest to the fact that we have made some plans? We have set goals. However, it was the Lord's plans and purpose that prevailed in our lives. How many of you guys have been there to where you made certain plans? You had certain things written out. You had things written out how you wanted them to go. I want A, B, and C to happen. I want to marry A, B, and C. I want to do this. I want to go to this school. I want to graduate in this year. I want to be this type of person. I want to have this many kids. I want to be married to this type of man. I want to drive this type of car. I'm going to live in this type of house. But when you turn around the outcome of it, you look back and you see that it was God's plan that trumped what you had in mind. It always does. That scripture, it says that we humans can brainstorm. You can have options. You can have plans, but it's God's purpose that will prevail. I'm not against writing out goals and I'm not against planning and making plans because the word tells us to write the vision and to make it plain. However, what I am saying is that we have to leave some wiggle room for God to be God. We got to be willing to leave some wiggle room for God to be God. 
And honestly, we have to be willing to leave a lot of wiggle, wiggle room for God. A lot. <laughs> if you're anything like me, I am willing to leave the entire space. I am willing to leave a lot of room for God to do whatever he wants to do. And it took me a little bit to get here because I'm the type of person that I need my hands to be in it. I always felt like I needed to have some type of control over the situation. And so for now, for me to be in a place to where I say, God, I give you full control, whatever you want to happen, I'm open to that. That took me going through a lot of lessons. That took me going through a lot of heartache. That took me going through a lot of pain that took me going through a lot of times of me trying in my own way and it failing all of these different type of things. So you don't just wake up and you're like, okay, God, whatever you want to do, I'm willing to follow you. You don't just wake up like that. It takes you going through certain different processes and seeing that God's way is better than your way. It takes us going through it takes us going through a certain type of process. And, and many of us on here tonight, some of you are in that process right now where you're so used to being in control of a situation that now that you don't have any more control, you feel like you're about to get ready and lose your mind because you have so much anxiety and you don't even realize where this is coming from. But I'm here to tell you on tonight that God is wanting you to go with the flow of him. He's wanting you to go with the flow of him. And of course that sound good until something happens. You know, it sounds good. It sounds easy. Of course we all can say, I want to go with the flow of God, but it sounds good until you really got to get to doing it, right? Until it comes time for you to leave room for God. Us saying things like, God, I surrender to you, not my will, but your will be done sounds real Bible-ish. It sounds real churchy. It sounds real holy and real sanctified and it sounds like you're a God's girl and all of these different type of things until you have to live it out. How many of you know that 2024 is going to be the year that you have to live out the word of God? You're going to have to be more than a, a social media God's girl. You're going to have to be more than a type of person that just posts quotes and scriptures. You're going to have to begin to live this thing out. You're going to be have, have to begin to walk this life out. God's will is good. It's perfect. It's acceptable according to Romans 12 and 2. But does it feel good in that moment? No, it does not. It doesn't feel good in that moment. A lot of times we would rather go with our flow. Why? Because our flow gives us false hope and it gives us false security. Our flow provides promises to ourselves that are often broken. How many promises have you broken to yourself? <laughs> right? When we try to go with our flow, we end up breaking promises to ourselves. Our flow, going with our flow, it usually consists of control as well as manipulation. Because when you're going with your flow, you got to do things to manipulate a situation. You got to manipulate a man to want to, to keep you. You got to manipulate that person to want to stay in your life. You got to manipulate the system so that you can stay here and live there and drive this and drive that. You got to do a lot of different things when you're trying to do things in your own way. But I'm here to tell you guys one tonight 
that God's way is better than anything that you could have ever done. Because one thing that I know about God's way, you will not have to go in your full strength. You will be going in the strength of God. I don't know who needs to hear that on tonight. You've been toiling. You've been doing all of this and that. And you're wondering why you don't see any fruit. You're wondering why you don't see any outcome. You're wondering why you don't see any change, why you don't see any growth, why you're not getting the approvals because you're trying to do things in your strength, in your mindset, by your intellect, by your logic. You're trying to do things in your own strength. But if you would just say, okay, God, you got it this time. If, if you can't do it, God, then it can't be done. If you can't go, if you can't do this thing, God, it can't be done. If you can't get me approved for the house, then it can't be done. If you can't get me approved for the car, then it can't be done. If, if you don't tell me and show me um, that this is my man, if he doesn't love me and accept me the way that you do, then, then God, he ain't the one for me. So I'm not going to manipulate a situation. I'm not going to try to be somebody that I'm not so that he can choose me. No more manipulation in this season. No more doing it your way in this season. You got to be willing to take your hands off of it. And you got to be willing to say, God, if you cannot do it, you can't be done. And another thing that we need to get used to saying is, listen, if it ain't you, God, I don't want it. Because only what we do for Christ is going to last. I don't know who that is for right there. But only what we do for Christ is going to last. So if it ain't you, God, I don't even want it at this point. I don't want to have to take the shortcuts. I don't want to have to try to get there sooner than I'm supposed to get there. Because one thing I know about the world, they'll try to offer you some things. They'll try to tell you, listen, if you just do A, B, and C, if you just do this and this and that, then you can get there a little bit quicker. I know a way that you can get there quicker. I know a way that you can do all of these different type of things, but I want God's way. I want God's way. I want to go with the flow of God. We can learn from Jesus how the enemy came and he tempted him. And he said that, listen, if you just bow down and worship me, I'll give you all of this thing. And Jesus said, no, get thee behind me, Satan. I don't care what you're trying to offer me. I already know what my father in heaven has for me and what he has for me. What you're trying to offer me can't even touch it. And sometimes you got to get to the point where you look the enemy in his face. And come on, it ain't going to always look like the enemy. Sometimes it looks like a person that you thought was a friend. They're trying to offer you this and they're trying to offer you that, but you got to get bold with it. And you got to say, listen, I'm willing to wait on God. I'm willing to wait on God. Include that in your lingo this year. I'm willing to wait on God. We break the spirit of being impatient now in the name of Jesus. This, this right here is not even in my message, but I feel a pull and I feel a tug on that. Because somebody, it may not be for everybody, but somebody on here tonight need to know and you need to get bold and you need to tell somebody, I am willing to wait on God. I'm willing to wait on you, God. I'm going to move forward. I'm going to move forward. Our flow provides promises to us that we will break. Our flow usually consists of control and manipulation, and we don't want that. 
but the flow of God usually looks like us saying, Lord, I don't 100% know what you have planned for me this year, but I trust you. I don't know what's ahead, God. I don't know what lies ahead, but I trust you. Going with the flow of God looks like even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod, your staff, it comforts me. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. So go with the flow of God. Going with the flow of God will require you to trust God with everything in you and lean not on your own understanding. Going with the flow of God will require you to be willing to go against the norms. Going against the norms is simply defined as non-conformity. It's non-conformity to, to a set of norms that are usually accepted by a significant number of people in a community or a society. So be willing to go against what everybody else is doing. Scripture, scripture clearly tells us not to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is good, acceptable and perfect in the will of God. So going with the flow of God is going to take some courage. It's not easy to go with the flow of God all the time. It's not easy to say no to what everyone else is doing. Because it's going to take you being willing to not do what everyone else is doing. Going with the flow of God will take discipline not to keep doing the same things that you've, used, you've been used to doing. Going with the flow of God may look like you saying, I've tried it my way. I've tried it their way. But now it's time for me to try it God's way. In order not to conform to the patterns of this world and what everybody else is doing or the rules that other people have set, it'll also take you being willing to renew your mind. How many of you know that as you look and scroll on social media, if you're not careful, social media will have you losing your mind. Because you'll be over on Facebook and Facebook will be having all of these rules. Somebody post all these rules of if you do these 20 things, your year will be this way. And then you go over to Instagram and somebody saying, if you stop doing these 10 things, then your life will go this way. And then you go over to Twitter and somebody got five bullet points of what you should do. And then you go over to TikTok. If you're not careful, you'll be torn every which way. Right. So it's going to take some discipline and it's going to take some courage for you to say, listen, I love that for you, but I'm I'm willing to wait on and I'm willing to follow what God is doing over here in my life. It's going to take some discipline for you to stay in your lane. You're going to have to stay in your lane this year and it's not going to be easy. Regardless of what you're seeing everybody else doing, you're going to have to say, listen, I love that for you. But in this season, I'm going to have to listen to God. I'm going to have to hear from him before I make a move. Because if some of us can be honest, we made a lot of moves last year and God didn't tell us to do it at all. And as a result of that, we're dealing with a few consequences because we moved and we went ahead of God. But let 2024 be a year where you move at the pace of God. You move at the pace of God. Right. So we know that we can renew our mind by getting into the word again. 
by praying, by seeking the face of God, by fasting. A lot of people are fasting this year at the beginning of the year. You know, they may be doing the Daniel's fast, all of these different type of things, but we got to get to a point where we're like, listen, God, I'm seeking your face and not only your hand. Because if you're not careful, you'll be fasting only to seek the hand of God. Have you ever fasted and you're like, okay, God, after this 21 days, I need A, B, and C. And if we're not careful, you can fall into the trap of seeking his hand rather than seeking his face. And so we want to get back to seeking his face again. We want to get back to seeking his ways again. Because if you seek the face of God over the hand of God, you'll never really have to seek his hand. Why? Because that's Matthew 6 and 33 proven. Seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness and understanding that everything else is going to be added to you. Right? Romans 12 and 2 says, then you will be able to prove what the good, acceptable and perfect will of God is right? There are so many instances in the Bible where you see people having to go with the flow of God, which Jesus being the first example. In Luke 22 and 42, right? Jesus is simplified obedience. I think when LaSandra got on here, she started talking about obedience. In Luke 22 and 42, Jesus is the perfect example of what obedience looked like. How many of you know that going with the flow of God is also an act of obedience? Yeah, it takes obedience to go with the flow of God. Jesus was sent to earth to fulfill God's will. And so are you and I. We are all here for a purpose. Even if you don't know your purpose just yet, I want you to understand and I want you to know that you are a part of the plan. And we were all sent here to fulfill the will of God. So Jesus being human, he had a human experience where he spoke to God. Honestly, he spoke with him before going to the cross to be crucified. He said, listen, God, (laughs) he said, I know you want me to go on the cross. I know you want me to get get up here on this cross. You you want these people to beat me. You want all of these things to happen to me. They got to nail my hands on the cross. You want all of these things to happen to me. But he said, but God, if you are willing, please, Please take this cup of suffering away from me. And then he went on to say, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. Can you imagine what would have occurred if or what would life have been like if God would have honored Jesus request? He would have said, all right. I can tell my son is in pain. I can tell he's scared. I can tell he don't want to do this. I can tell he don't want to go through his process. So I'm just going to let him off the hook and I'm not going to let him die on the cross. Could you imagine what our life would have been like if God would have just let Jesus off the hook in that moment? Because he was in the, he was praying, right? He was being honest. He was broken before him. He said, I don't want to do this. But he said, not my will, but yours be done. But what if Jesus would have never died on the cross for our sins? We wouldn't be here. (laughs) We wouldn't even be on here right now. Can you imagine? Right? I know God heard Jesus' prayer. But he also knew that what Jesus was going through in that very moment could not compare to the glory that was coming. He knew that the present sufferings were not worthy to be compared with the glory that was coming. 
God knew that Jesus had to be crucified for us. He knew that there was a bigger plan in place. He knew that in this moment of weeping and in this moment, this moment of feeling broken in this moment of him not wanting to go through the pain. He knew that there would be glory after this. And some of you are in your process right now. And I want to prophesy over you right now. And I want to let you know that there will be glory after this. John 3 and 16 says that God loves us so much that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So we are so grateful for the work Jesus did on the cross. We are so grateful that when we mess up, we, we have the opportunity to repent. We know we are so grateful that we don't have to worry about God repaying us as our sins deserve because our sins equal equal death back then. But the work that Jesus did on the cross, he gave us the opportunity to be forgiven for our sins. So I'm grateful for the work that Jesus did on the cross. That was a perfect example of Jesus not wanting to initially. He didn't want to do it, but he went with the flow of God. That was a perfect example of saying, you seeing somebody not wanting to go through that process, but he did it anyway. He knew it would be a painful process. He knew that people would talk about him. He knew that people would lie on him. He knew that people would deny him. He knew that people would not be willing to cover him in prayer. He knew, but he still went with the flow of God. We got to get to the point where we are willing to go with the flow of God, come what may, regardless of what it looks like. Sometimes going with the flow of God will also look like us saying no to fear. A lot of times we make plans, but we make safe plans. If we can be honest, some of us, we, we made some goals and we made some plans, but our plans are a little safe. We make comfortable plans. <laughs> we make a plan A, we make a plan B, we make a plan C, and then we do just in case we make a plan D. <laughs> But how many of you know that fear and comfort goes together? Fear and comfort goes together, right? They go together. Comfort is attracted to fear. You know, this was so good when God gave it to me today. Comfort is attracted to fear. I don't know if y'all know this or not, but every time you feel fear, here comes comfort knocking on your door. Comfort knows that whoever is dwelling in fear will most likely choose what's comfortable. Am I right or am I right? Just let me know. Comfort knows that who is, whoever is dealing with some type of fear, nine times out of 10, they are going to go and choose what's comfortable. So we have to be willing to step outside of our comfort zone to go with the flow of God. Going with the flow of God looks like walking by faith and not by sight. <laughs> you won't always be able to see where God is taking you. I don't care how, how much of a prophet you are. I don't care how much of a dreamer you are. You won't always be able to see where God is taking you. You won't always be able to see where you are going. 
but you have to be willing to trust God. You got to be willing to trust the God that is leading you there. Right? You got to be willing to say, God, even though I can't trace you, I'm going to trust you in this season. I'm going to trust you this year, even though I can't trace what you are doing. Because some of us are on here tonight and we're like, man, my life story right now does not look like God is really in it like that. But God, I'm going to trust you even though I can't trace you right now. Right? I can't trace you right now, God. <laughs> Where I'm living at, you know, <laughs> I can't trace you in this. These emotions that I'm dealing with, this hurt and this pain that I'm dealing with, God, I don't see your hand in this. I don't, I can't trace you in this, oh God. But I want to believe you, God. So help my unbelief. Help my unbelief. I want to believe that you are good. I want to believe that you are a good, good father. I want to believe that you have my best interest at heart. But God, if I can be honest, I can't trace you right now. It's hard for me to tell what you're doing right now, God, and it doesn't feel good. Who am I talking to on tonight? You won't always be able to see where you are going, but you have to be willing to trust the God that is leading you there. Come on. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Don't allow fear to stop you in your tracks this year. Feel the fear and do it anyway. A lot of times when you feel that fear, that's the perfect opportunity for you to lean on God and trust him. First John 4 and 18 says that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment, right? So God is love. And he, he loves us so much that he will order our every step. There's nothing like the love of God, right? His love doesn't have anything to do with punishment. So if you are in a season right now where you feel like you're on punishment, where you feel like God is punishing you because some of the decisions that you made last year or some of the decisions that you made last month or some of the decisions that you made last week or even last night, if you feel like God is punishing you, I'm here to tell you one today that you cannot associate God in punishment because if God is love, that means that love has nothing to do with punishment. <laughs> some of you are in um you're in you're even in guilt right now. There's a spirit of guilt on you. <laughs> There's a spirit or of if I would have done this or if I would have never done that, I wouldn't be dealing with this. But I'm here to free whoever that is on tonight because God wants you to know that I, he is love. And perfect love drives out fear. And he's not punishing you. He's leading you. He's processing you. He's pruning you. So be free on tonight. Be free from that. So the next time you feel that fear, remind yourself of this scripture. There is no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. God is love. And so begin to call on the name of God to drive that fear out. Amen, Raven. Thank you for being honest. Because I clearly heard that on tonight. 
For some of you that you've been feeling like you're, you're that God is punishing you or he punished you for some something that you did. But God wants you to know that there's nothing that you could ever do that will separate you from him, from his love. And that's Bible. He wants you to know that there is nothing that you could do. He also wants you to know that before he created you in your mother's room, he knew the mistakes that you would make. He knew that you would mess up. He knew when you would mess up. He knew that you would mess up. He knew it. But guess what? He chose you. Anaya, he still chose you. He considered your mistakes. But that didn't stop him from choosing you. He still has a plan for you. Right? So... The next time you feel that fear, remind yourself of this scripture that there's no fear in love. Perfect love drives out fear. Walking by faith and not by sight is not always the easiest, but the outcome is beautiful. It's not always the easiest, but the outcome of it is beautiful. We're almost done. In Genesis 22, when God told Abraham to kill his son. It was to test Abraham's faith. But the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God, right? So when God gave Abraham the instruction to kill his son, Abraham didn't question God. He went with the flow of God. When he told him to get up, he told him to go sacrifice his son, go kill his son. Abraham didn't say, God, are you sure? He didn't say, God, but this is my son. He didn't say, God, but I love him. He didn't say, God, but I need him. He didn't say, God, but I want him. He didn't ask God anything. He didn't call anybody to get permission to do what God told him to do. He just went with the flow of God. And guess what? What I love about this story is that when it came time for Abraham to kill his son, God provided a ram in the bush so that Abraham wouldn't have to lay a hand on his son. See, God knew that he, he had a ram in the bush. God knew that he already had provision. God knew that he already had something lined up for Abraham. But he wanted to test his faith. So when God rewarded Abraham for his faith, in fact, Abraham is seen as the father of faith. And he got honored for his obedience. Abraham was willing to believe God even when he did not understand it, even when it did not make sense. <laughs> Many of us, if God would have told us to commit, you know, some type of act in that way, we would have been calling everybody. Like, I want y'all to know God just told me to kill my child. And then people would have been telling you, listen, you crazy. If I was you, I wouldn't do that. God would never tell you to do anything like that. You know how people can get. God would never tell you to move there. God would never tell you to go with that type of person. God would never tell you to work there. God would never tell you to do A, B, and C. Come on, let's be real, y'all. If, 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 if God would have told you, listen, get up out of your bed right now. I want you to go kill your youngest child. You'd have been like, what? What? I got to call. I got to call the priest. I got to call the prophet of God. I got to make sure I heard God right. But this year, you're going to have to be willing to move 
You're going to have to be willing to move as soon as God tell you to. You're going to have to be willing to do what God told you to do, even when it does not make sense. Even when it does not make sense, that's what obedience look like. Come on. Many of us can learn from the story of Abraham. God may be giving you the instruction today to just go with the flow. God may be telling some of you on here tonight, I want to teach you how to go with my flow. I want to teach you to begin to go with my flow. And it may seem like he's asking you to do some hard things. It may seem like he's asking you to do some impossible things. But I believe for many of us, he has a ram in a bush waiting. A ram in a bush is that provision. A ram in a bush is not even expecting that to be there. Some of you, if you would just keep walking in obedience, you're going to meet your provision. If some of you, if you would just keep walking in in faith and obedience, you're going to meet your purpose partner. You're going to meet your husband. You're going to meet. You're going to run into that business plan. You're going to run into that business idea. You're going to run into what it is that God has called you to do. If you would just keep walking forth in obedience, if you would just keep walking forth, he may be asking you to do some hard things. But I believe he's turning everything around for your good. I believe that he's causing what looked like the enemy to work in your favor. I believe he's causing what looked like a closed door to actually be redirection to a whole building. Some of you, you've been faced with closed door after closed door, but I hear the Lord saying, I'm getting ready to provide you with the whole building. I'm getting ready to provide you with a whole room. You were knocking on one door and they, they rejected you, but you don't even realize it was my redirection. I was redirecting you because I knew if you would have got accepted into that door, you would have got comfortable. Who am I talking to on tonight? I believe he's causing many of us to run into our, even our soulmates this year. We are going to know that this was the Lord's doing. I believe that going with the flow of God is going to send forth a great abundance of financial breakthrough and financial increase. You've been trying to do things in your own way. You've been going with your own flow. But as you let go this year and let God, you're going to begin to see financial abundance. You're going to begin to see financial breakthrough. Last year and every year before that, you tried to do it your own way. You applied for this place. You applied for that place. You did this and you did that. But it was nothing that God told you to do. But this year, As you begin to say, God, I trust you. As you begin to say, God, I need you. As you begin to say, God, I cannot do this without you. God, I'm willing to wait on you. God, show me how you want me to run this business. Show me how you want me to do this ministry. Show me who you want me to serve this year. Show me what church you want me to go to this year. What church do you want me to join? What do you want me to do? Do you want me to sit down in this season? Do you want me? What do you want me to do? You got to get vulnerable before God and you got to be willing to say, God, I'm trusting you this year. I'm going with the flow of God this year. Many of us have been trying to do any and everything, but we're not doing what God has called us to do. And that's why we are repeatedly running into the same issues year after year. During the month of January of 2024, make the decision today that I am going with the flow of God with the flow of God. 
I believe that as soon as we say yes to God, the provision is going to follow. I believe it's as soon as we say yes to going with that flow of God, whatever he's wanting to do, I believe the provision is going to follow. God, this is not my year. This is your year. I know everybody don't say it. This is your year. 2024 is going to be your year. But I listen, I said, God, no, this is your year. Not my year, but your year, God. I want this to be a God year. <laughs> I want this to be a year where I can look back and I can say, listen, all of that was God. It was none of me. There's no greater testimony than a testimony where God is the one that's getting the glory. There's no greater testimony than the one where you could say that was not me. That was God. It was God. They're going to ask you how you did it. They're going to ask you, how are you living the way that you live? And how are you living in that type of home? How do you have that type of husband? How do, how do you have the type of husband that loves you through this and that? How do you have the type of husband that's so faithful? How do you have the type of husband that treats your kids like they're his? How do you have have that type of man how do you have how do you make six and seven figures like that and you don't even work that hard how 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 are people paying you one hour just to come and speak and you getting paid 25 hours 25,000 per speaking engagement how did you qualify to work in that type of position how did they how did they promote you to exec to an executive position to now you're making over six figures I pray that for all of us, that this will be the type of year where people will know that it was nobody but God. How when people see you again, they're going to be like, girl, you look good. What did you do? How did you just look different? You just got a glow about you. What happened? You look more youthful. You look like you, you got peace. You're going to be like, girl, there was nobody but God. There was nobody but God. Many of your testimony is going to be, that was nobody but God. I, I, got, I decided to go with the flow of God and, and my life has been different ever since. How did God deliver your child from that? Ooh, wasn't that your child that was struggling with this? And wasn't that your child that was diagnosed with this? And how did, how did, that happened and you're going to begin to tell them that it was nobody but God. Girl, just last year or just two years ago, wasn't that you getting evicted, but now you're living in a, a, a five to six bedroom house. How? They didn't factor your credit in or none of that. Your testimony is going to be that was nobody but God. Just a few months ago or just last year, I thought you said that your credit was your credit score was this. So how are you here? Do I, do I have some faith, some believers in the room? Do I, or, or is it just me? Do I have some people who willing to have some crazy faith in the room that you know, that you know, that you know, without a shadow of a doubt that God can do anything? Because I believe that some of these words are going over your head, but you got to begin to reach up and claim that thing. You got to begin to say, listen, that word right there is for me. You got to begin to say that was for me. That was for me in my house. As for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my children, we will serve the Lord. As for me and my children, I don't care what it looks like. I don't care what you see. I don't care what they said. I'm a generational curse breaker. I'm breaking generational curses. It stopped 
at me. I'm breaking all type of curses. I don't care how many mistakes I made. I don't care how many times I had to start and stop again. I don't care how many times you have seen me fail. But one thing that you will know is that I'm going with the flow of God. One thing that you will know is that no weapon formed against me will ever prosper. One thing that you will know is that I believe that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You ought to grab that word for your household. Matthew 6 and 33 talks about seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. So be the one that goes with the flow of God. Be the one that seeks first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And know that as you go with the flow of God, your life will be transformed for the better. If this word blessed y'all, drop some fires in the comments. We're going to get ready to pray. Oh, 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 oh,